Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. Uh, so, got some interesting news uh, out of Ann Arbor that I think is worth talking about. It's Michigan State adjacent enough to uh, definitely bring up here. Uh, what we're going to do today, the plan is... You know, I've been telling you guys we're doing three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that's, you know, typically going to be true. But, uh, you know, with something like Michigan hiring uh, their basketball coach and, and, you know, who they hired, Juwan Howard, and just it's a really interesting thing. And I think there's some, uh, you know, interesting stuff to talk about uh, as it relates to that and as it relates to really Michigan State and the Big Ten and sort of things like that. So, uh, I'm kind of going to treat this like I treated the the John Beeline show last week. If you remember, uh, I did a show Monday, planned on just doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday last week. Of course, John Beeline takes the Cleveland Cavaliers job on Monday. And so we did like a, a special little, I don't know, 15-minute episode on Tuesday just talking about the John Beeline stuff and what it meant for uh, the Michigan-Michigan State basketball rivalry that had you know, grown into one of the best basketball rivalries in the country, probably only second to Duke Carolina in terms of national prominence, uh, national relevance, big games, top 10 matchups and things like that over the last handful of years. So that's uh, that's what, how we're going to handle this Juwan Howard uh, situation at Michigan. Today is going to be just kind of a little special episode here, another 15 minute or so episode of Lockdown Spartans quick short thing and then tomorrow uh, we'll do another episode similar to today but not you know in terms of subject matter just in terms of length so instead of one half an hour episode I'm going to do two 15 minute uh, episodes and sort of break it down like that I'm hoping tomorrow uh, we can get Matt Sheehan uh, on the show our buddy Matt I uh, haven't talked to him on this podcast in a while um, but I, I'm, I'm hoping he can uh, join us tomorrow so we'll see how that plays out uh, as for today, yeah, we're just going to talk about the Duan Howard situation and you know what we should think as Michigan State fans, if we should think anything at all, or does it even matter? Um, so that's the plan. Reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day, and head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a review. I appreciate uh, all of you who have taken time to do that, and also a reminder, uh, Currently fielding pitches for future segments. If you want to be on the show, email me, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com or uh, DM me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Uh, send me a pitch, what you would do uh, if you were co-hosting a segment of Locked On Spartans with me. I'm going to accept all of these submissions so it's not like a tryout or anything like that. Just send me your idea, we'll work it out, and then we'll get a date and time locked in and we'll start getting some listeners on the show. Uh, Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. All right, let's talk about Jawan Howard. Okay, so the first thing I want to do here is plug uh, a little bit of work that I've done. I've told uh, you guys before, I'm, I'm currently contributing to uh, Spartans Wire. It's a Michigan State-centered blog, uh, you know, owned, hosted, uh, part of the USA Today network. 
so you can find uh, you know the link to that uh, on my Twitter feed at will underscore underscore hunter uh, or just go at the Spartans wire on Twitter and, and follow it there but I wrote a thing sort of my reaction to uh, the Juwan Howard hiring it's titled should Michigan State basketball fans worry about Michigan hiring Juwan Howard uh, I won't spoil it for you but if you want to go read that uh, definitely go and do that. I got some really uh, good positive feedback on that. Uh, anyone who took the time to read it, uh, I appreciate it. Everyone seemed to get a good, uh, you know, a kick out of it. So definitely go check that out. And it's really, if you have read it, it's kind of a good primer. Um, I don't want to spoil it. Um, it's tough to not spoil it, but it's a good primer for what I want to talk about today. And so just you know, uh, broadly, Juwan Howard, uh, part of the Fab Five, one of the you know more historical teams in college basketball, really did a lot of things to sort of change the game in terms of freshman impact, style, different things like that. Uh, you know, had the sweet uh, 30 for 30 on them, and, and we all know about that, and we know Juwan Howard's uh, role in that, his uh, long professional career, and uh, what he's been doing since then. But uh, what we should be focusing on and what we're going to focus on is can Juwan Howard coach basketball? <laughs> um, and that is sort of the great unknown here. There's a lot of things that I think make sense, at least from the standpoint of I see why Michigan did that. Uh, I think this is very much a Michigan hire. Uh, it's kind of like had they hired Jim Harbaugh um, after he was the quarterback's coach for th- whatever team for three years uh, out of the NFL. He retired from the NFL, was a quarterback's coach for three years, and then Michigan hired him to be their head football coach. kind of like that. Although I think, um, you know, certainly Harbaugh's era was looked back upon fondly by the football, uh, but I don't think it was quite as impactful as Juwan Howard's era was to the the college basketball world. But that's sort of, if you want to visualize it in a different way, you know, the difference obviously being that uh, Jim Harbaugh, before taking the Michigan job, had a crap ton of success at Stanford, a crap ton of success at San Diego, a bunch of success in the NFL, made it to a Super Bowl, Uh, had a pretty good track record of being uh, an above-average football coach. With with Jawan Howard, you don't get any of that. And so it makes sense that Michigan would bring in, uh, you know, a Michigan man uh, and someone who means a lot to the basketball program and represents uh, you know, the basketball program's uh, most famous era, one of their most successful eras. Uh, if you, you know, aren't accounting for uh, vacated wins, which, you know, or vacating wins is a stupid punishment anyway, but, um, you know, the beeline era is the greatest clean era of Michigan basketball, certainly. Uh, but the Fab Five would really stack up well against it uh, in terms of just success, Final Fours, National Championship game appearances and wins and things like that. Um, so yeah, you know, Juwan Howard represents better times in the past for Michigan basketball, uh, and that's sort of you know a theme that kind of runs through Michigan athletics in a lot of ways and dictates a lot of their decisions. And I keep thinking about this, like, man, if Michigan State you know, uh, in, I don't know when he's going to retire, but in 10 years, let's, let's put it at 10 years. If Tom Izzo retires in 10 years and Draymond Green uh, has been out of the NBA as a player for four years, but in that time uh, accepted a job as an, uh, an assistant coach, uh, you know, with the Golden State Warriors and had earned enough cachet, we'll say, within league circles to be a name 
tangentially mentioned when a head coaching job opens up in the NBA. Not someone who's, you know, one of those really well thought after or really well sought after assistants, really well thought of lead assistants who, you know, when a head coaching job opens up, they're interviewing for it. You know, they're on the short list of three or four people. They are on the doorstep of being an NBA head coach. Not that level assistant, just someone who's kind of a name and really gets a lot of his name uh, from his days as a player uh, in terms of just reputation and things like that, being able to jump the line, so to speak, in terms of uh, assistant level and things like that. Uh, and I keep thinking back, if, if that happened at Michigan State, that scenario right there, Tom Izzo retires, Draymond Green's this assistant who's sort of well-respected, but, you know, it's probably because of his playing days uh, and hasn't really worked his way up the ladder in the coaching circle. If Michigan State went out and hired Draymond Green, how would I feel about that? And I, I think I would be disappointed in terms of, really, uh, we couldn't get somebody who, you know, is a proven winner at a, a program that's on the come up, you know, uh, a Brad Stevens type, not Brad Stevens in particular, but someone who has been successful at a lower level program, successful at, um, you know, a program of Purdue's stature, of, you know, Texas's stature, of, uh, I don't even know in the Pac-12, Oregon's stature, you know, a, a good basketball program, not a blue blood head coach type person, because that's, you know, it's going to be tough to pull someone from that. But I would like to think that Michigan State has the ability and the program strength and national recognition to be able to kind of, you know, interview almost anybody they want in the college basketball world to a point. There's a handful of people that are going to be off limits, and that's just the way it is. You know, Tom Izzo would never leave Michigan State for another college job. Someone like uh, Roy Williams or Coach K or Calipari are not going to leave you know, where they're at, I wouldn't think for other jobs or just certain posts that you don't give up. And I think Michigan State's one of those. So I would be disappointed that Michigan State uh, went with a legacy type thing, an unproven coach when there seems like uh, better solutions out there. You know, Michigan could have gone after, uh, I think, a better, more qualified candidate. And that's not to say that it won't work out for them with Juwan Howard. We have no idea. But it's kind of an underwhelming hire. If you removed uh, the, you know, if, if Juwan Howard played at UCLA, had the same exact career, same college success, went to two Final Fours, had a ton of college success, played in the NBA for a long time, really well respected, really well thought after, uh, you know, hired right out of the league as an assistant with a very well-respected head coach, very well-respected general manager in front office, and a very well-respected professional basketball organization in Miami. If he had done everything exactly the same except for he played at UCLA instead of Michigan, he wouldn't even have gotten a sniff at this job. And I think that matters. Uh, I think Michigan happens a lot. The the brand loyalty to their own uh, really overwhelms the the need for experience and you know, uh, a proven track record, if you will. Uh, and sometimes it works out fine, right? Like we talked about Jim Harbaugh, the, the reputation, the track record, the proven success 
and the legacy, the Michigan man heritage being passed on, it aligned perfectly there and it made sense and it worked on both. And with this one, I think you're just missing the entire other half of this this equation. Juwan Howard has everything you want in terms of the program and being about Michigan and for Michigan and, and all that uh, and hearkening back to good times. But he's literally never been a head basketball coach. Uh, in a regular season game. I'm sure he's done some summer league stuff. Uh, He's been an assistant with the Miami Heat for the last six years. Uh, And he did that straight out of, out of retirement uh, from the NBA. And that's, you know, it's just, it's a different thing. He's never recruited. Uh, That's going to matter. And and sure, uh, his name and his career and, and what he can tell kids about the NBA and things like that, uh, will probably be a benefit to him uh, on the recruiting trail more than just Coach X, but you're not going to tell me that he's going to walk into a room uh, and be able to get whoever he wants over a coach uh, you know, like Izzo, like Kay, like Calipari, like Bill Self. Like You, know, you go on and on and down the list. Uh, that's going to be an uphill battle for him, uh, I think at first, I mean, maybe there's some splash uh, signings, commitments, and things off the bat, but that's something that he hasn't done, and that is uh, probably the number one reason you see coaches leave the college ranks is because recruiting is an absolute awful bear, uh, and then you just, you know, the the scandal portion of it as well, certainly, um, you know, he was uh, part of the team that was involved in that. Uh, and you know, that's something that is very prevalent, uh, obviously in today's game, today's recruiting game, uh, you know, not to say that that's going to happen, but that is something that if you're a clean program, a a program that's not gonna, you know, cut deals with kids and pay players, uh, directly, because I think in different ways, kids everywhere receive impermissible benefits. But if you're not going to do that, if you're going to not get involved in bidding wars like we've seen kind of play out with this college hoops uh, trial, uh, that makes it all the more frustrating. That's part of the reason why John Beeline really wanted to go to the NBA, uh, because he felt uh, they had a very clean program at, at U of M, and they were playing on a slanted playing field when it comes to recruiting. So that's another thing. Uh, that's going to be tough for recruiting with Juwan Howard. Uh, it's just a lot of new things, uh, and it's a big program to take over that is coming off the very best years they've ever had. Uh, and it's it's a tough act to follow. It's kind of, uh, you know, like getting hired there, especially because we all know as Michigan State fans how things can be in Ann Arbor just watching from afar imagine being in it imagine you know being the coach that has to take over after a Beauchamp Beckler after Lloyd Carr um you know if Harbaugh ever wins anything imagine being the coach that has to take over after him you know even though John Beeline never it never really felt like he was fully accepted by everyone there um in terms of being one of our guys right he was always there was always this little even though he had all the success, there was always this sort of outsider feel to him. He wasn't a Michigan man, and we keep coming back to that. Um, but it is going to be really tough to follow that up. Uh, expectations in Ann Arbor should be absolutely sky high because they've built, uh, Beeline built uh, a top 10 
program. I would I would say top twelve program. Uh, it's tough once you get past the top handful or so. It, it's going to be really tough for you to bypass Michigan on that, and so that is. Uh, and should bring with it uh, huge expectations. It should be a really difficult job to walk into, especially with a guy with absolutely no coaching experience. All right, let's uh, break right there, and we'll come back and, and finish up this show. Uh, you can get locked on Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast locked on Spartans. All right, welcome back to uh, Locked on Spartans. This will be our second and final segment of today's show. Let's keep it going with this uh, Juwan Howard stuff. Um, you know, I guess they're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sort of lay all this stuff out and then how should we sort of feel about it is the other thing. I don't think any person uh, at all that is... Uh, a fan of Michigan State in the Michigan State program, in the Big Ten, a fan of a Big Ten team. I don't think anybody at all is sweating over this hire. Now, uh, that's, again, not to say that it won't work out. Uh, This stuff is tough to predict, and there uh, are plenty of coaches that have a similar resume to Juwan Howard, uh, you know, Famous guys, long NBA careers, no head coaching experience, take over at a program, uh, and it just doesn't work out. But then you could very easily just point to Penny Hardaway uh, at Memphis last year uh, and what he's done. He has the number one recruiting class in the country, and it seems to be uh, all systems go down there for for them. But, you know, I think it's a little bit different, Uh, not major. I mean, Penny Hardaway coached a little bit of high school basketball, and that's not obviously near the same as college basketball um and Hardaway had some assistant work too as well um but that's you know that's not to say that it's more valuable basketball experience you'd probably want the guy who was an NBA assistant uh rather than the high school head coach but the 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 school that Penny Hardaway coached at happened to have the number one uh high school player in the country at it so uh he's going to Memphis and when you have the number one player in the class you can start stacking guys on top of that and it comes becomes pretty easy to build a number one class when you have the number one player and can grab uh some of his friends from this you know the AAU circuits and the junior national teams and different things like that so uh, that is one huge advantage Penny Hardaway has over Juwan Howard. And if he can make it work there, they can sort of start sustaining something in Memphis, and that could definitely work out. Uh, but if, you know, if, if Juwan Howard can come in and land a huge recruit right off the bat uh, and get some good talent in there, then that thing can definitely get rolling. If, if the first recruiting cycle doesn't go well, you know, they just lost a, a recruit. It looks like they're going to keep another one. Um, and, you know, I'm sure they'll be in play for different recruits. If it doesn't go well, they don't have a great season next year because they're turning over a lot of the roster. They lost some really talented players to the NBA, uh, and if it's slow, uh, still out of the gates for them, uh, and then it doesn't get better quickly, uh, it could you know start to snowball, and then you know people start questioning it. And if you're a year and a half, two years in, and things aren't going well. Uh, people start bringing up the hot seat and then who knows what happens from there. So it could go really well, really quickly, or it could go really poorly, really quickly. We just don't know. And there's just not a track record there to help us sort of guide how this is going to go. But again, I don't think, uh, certainly 
you know, Thomas was not scared of anybody, but like, I don't think anybody around the, the conference is really freaking out. Um, you know, with Michigan, had they been able to get an interview with even someone like Shaka Smart, uh, you know, Chris Beard, uh, a coach like that, uh, then I think you would have had some more ears perk up. Uh, if you could add, uh, you know, a proven winner at the college level that that's done really good things at different places, smaller schools, you know, you can just kind of extrapolate that out. Hey, this guy's going to have more resources, more just at his disposal, better facilities, a better ability to recruit, a better brand. Um, and you would just expect that success to continue at an even better level. Sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't, but at least there's that you know, track record there of having done it before at the college level, having been a successful head coach, having won conferences, having uh, gone through the NCAA tournament and things like that. So uh, I'm not at all worried about it. I think, honestly, the, the most worried fan base right now is the Michigan fan base because uh, it's it's not a bold hire. I mean, it, it, it is kind of, it's it's a risky hire. I don't think it's a bold hire. I don't think it's a brave hire. I don't think it's like a really like, wow, that's intriguing. I think it's kind of lame. Uh, I think it's very obvious uh, for some reasons we've gone over uh, as it relates to how Michigan goes about hiring their head coaching candidates. I think it's something that made sense and just feels good uh, for the brand of Michigan to have Juwan Howard as the head coach. Uh, I thought it was kind of easy and, and kind of a lame overall coaching search that took a week uh, for, you know, one of the biggest college brands in the country, one of the top 10 or 12 programs in the last, you know, six, seven, eight years, made some Final Fours, made some national championship games, had a bunch of draft picks, had some All-Americans, things like that. Uh, for them to go out and have a six-day or seven-day coaching search, get turned down by the head coach of Providence, and then hire an alum with literally zero head coaching experience, uh, that seems just underwhelming, completely underwhelming uh, from an outsider. And I think a lot of Michigan fans are really excited, and I think a lot of Michigan fans are rightfully concerned. Uh, as for you know Howard, it's tough to know uh, anything about how Michigan <laughs> will be as a basketball team. Um, they're going to try to keep the staff together in terms of assistance and things like that uh, as best they can. That'll obviously be to their benefit if they can do that. Um, but you know he's coming from Miami, and there's one really uh, sort of cliche thing that I think we're going to see come from Miami with him, and that's the word culture. I think you're going to hear a lot about culture. Uh, heat culture is something that is very real and believed by the people within that organization. Uh, they put it on t-shirts. They say it uh, as fans. They say it in the front office. It's something they really believe in. And it basically just means uh, we are going to work harder and be in better shape and try harder than every other team. And that's the way we do things. And if you're not going to do it that way, it's you, you're not playing here. Um, you know, I don't know <laughs> uh, how much of that will, will be brought to Michigan. I would imagine uh, Howard as someone who you know, won titles in Miami, was part of, uh, you know, was there there for at least a couple of years of the big three era and part of that, uh, you know, under uh, Eric Spolstra, under Pat Riley, and then coached under those, or well, coached under Spolstra, but, you know, Riley's still there and, and he's a hard ass and stickler for things like that. I would imagine he sort of, tr Howard tries to bring some of that uh, to Michigan and 
you know, that's a little bit of a departure from Beeline. It's Beeline's teams were more finessey, um, really smart, smooth offense, um, you know, spread pick and roll system. We'll see kind of what they do. I would imagine defense is going to be uh, more of an emphasis for that program moving forward, kind of like it is in Miami. Uh, and, you know, I think in a lot of ways they might end up mirroring, mirroring what Michigan State has sort of built their uh, program on, whether that's intentional or not. Uh, I just sort of think that's how Juwan Howard was raised, uh, at least as an assistant coach and in the twilight of his career when he's transitioning from a player to, you know, uh, an end of the bench veteran guy who's becoming a coach on the court, not playing a lot, but taking a leadership role and things like that, which I'm sure shaped a lot of what he will bring to uh, the University of Michigan. Overall, uh, it's not something that scares me in the slightest. Uh, it's kind of this weird unknown. Uh, it's interesting, certainly, as like a case study. How is this going to play out? Uh, if this was happening at another school and not U of M, uh, I think I would be interested like, oh, hmm, <laughs> how's that going to go? I see why they would want to do it, but why did they ignore all the reasons they shouldn't do it? This could be fun or this could be kind of a disaster. I'm interested. Um, and so I don't know if the fact that it's at Michigan State's rival uh, makes it more interesting or like, <laughs> or just something that you're like, that would be so annoying if it worked out. So there's that tiny little bit of dread, like, dear God, if Juwan Howard brings back like Michigan and, and takes them to new heights. Um, but I'm not really, uh, I'm, that's like of the, the, the spectrum of thoughts I have on this hire, the teeniest tiny little dot at the end is like that. The rest of it is filled with questions and I don't think this is going to work out that well for Michigan. It certainly could, but I, I just, it's hard for me to see them becoming better than they were under Beeline. And under Beeline, Michigan State still ran the conference, uh, still won the most Big Ten titles, still made it to the most uh, Final Four, still won the Big Ten tournament, still ran the show, and I wouldn't uh, anticipate that ending with uh, the Juwan Howard era at Michigan. All right, that is the end of today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Check out my work at the Spartans Wire if you want to read words that I write. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes I just put a lot of pictures in there uh, and try to be funny. You never know what you're going to get from me, but I, I promise you this. I will always write the best leads in the blog game. That's why, like, number one goal with my post is to write a funny first or second and sentence kind of get you in there um but yeah check out my work there uh you can follow the show at on spartans on twitter thanks to hotels.com for sponsoring today's episode we'll be back tomorrow hopefully with Sheehan. i'm still awaiting word on that but hopefully Sheehan will be on with us and we'll just chop it up and, and talk bs about michigan state and how bad they suck at football last year or something like that we'll figure it out anyway thanks so much for listening back tomorrow with another episode until then go green